On this episode, I'm going to give you the three steps that you need to calculate the correct calories for fat loss. This is the Lifestyle Nutrition Podcast. Our mission is to help as many people as possible get the information they need to achieve their fat loss goal and be able to keep those results for life. What is going on? Everybody, welcome to the Lifestyle Nutrition Podcast. I am Alex Wojciechowski. And first off, thanks for taking some time today on this Wednesday or whatever day you're listening or watching to this podcast. We also we always appreciate it and, and we appreciate you for, for taking the time out of your day to to join us, hopefully learn a little something, something, and you know, get a little better, get a little closer to your fat loss goal. We've talked about it before, but our goal with this podcast is to, to help as many people go about fat loss in a sustainable way and actually be able to keep all of those results for life. I think that that, that second part is so important because like 90% of the population who tries to achieve fat loss puts the weight back on. And you never think you're that 10% or you never think that you're not 90% when you're actually going about it. You don't think that you're going to be that person who puts it back on. But with the way that so many people go about it, and I'm not knocking any out there. I'm not knocking you because I did it, right? I, I talked about this, my two, three, four years of quick fixes of being stuck in the binge and restrict cycle, of going through all the struggles that I've gone through, which I've talked on a previous episode. One of the first 10 episodes when I when we talked about my story, I talked about all those things I went through. So I've tried all of the quick fixes. I've tried all that stuff. I kept all, always was Googling, what can I do to lose fat as quick as possible? What tea can I drink? What fucking concoction of food can I eat to do this, right? And what I realized is that all this stuff got me farther away from where I wanted to be. And so that is what our our whole goal is with this, is to understand, make you understand that, you know, looking for instant gratification really in any area of your life isn't going to lead to, to long-term success. You might feel good in the moment, but that goes away. And generally what you're doing is more damage because you're getting yourself farther away. With the quick fixes, you know, an example, eating super low calories. I'm, I'm way, way against this because, you know, I did this for a long time. First off, it led me to, to binge eating. Secondly, you know, it's going to lead you to losing a lot of muscle, right? And muscle is our most precious, precious currency of the body. It's, you know, linked to a lot of longevity. It's linked to a lot longer life and just a better life, you know, because you're going to, you're going to be able to burn more calories at rest. You're going to be able to eat more food without gaining weight. And who doesn't want to do that? It makes long-term results a lot better. So that is the goal of the podcast. We appreciate you watching and we got an awesome one for you today. I'll kind of skip the fluff today. Honestly, I just recorded a podcast yesterday, so I, I don't even remember what I said on that. So if I if I start going into my life, I'll probably start saying the same shit again. You'll be like, Alex, last week we heard this exact same thing. And so the moral of this is that I'm fresh off vacation and, you know, it was a vacation. It was a working vacation for me. And, you know, now I'm just back and I'm, I'm grooving, feeling good, feel better than I ever really have. I feel better emotionally than I ever really have. And you know, I've been working through a lot of things and, you know, I'm really proud of the last two to three years, last two years of my life. Very proud. I'm coming up on, on two years of sobriety here. And through that time has been the most work I've put into myself. I've never put more work into, to becoming in a better headspace, to, to, to getting, to loving myself more, which I, th I think is just so important to, to really protecting my mental health and really through that is, has been just a lot of self-care. You know, I do, I do a lot of things to try to move my business along, to try to help more people, to try to provide a better experience and better service for all of my clients that I coach. 
But also at the same time, I'm trying to protect my inner world. I'm trying to protect my stress levels, my mental health. And so I have a lot of things throughout the day that I do. Like I, you know, I get up. First thing I do when I get up is I meditate. I have a 20, 25 minute meditation that I do in the morning. I, I write down some things that I'm grateful for to get myself in that positive headspace going into the day to get myself into that, that just gratitude headspace, which I think is so important for positivity and just for really starting the day off right. And then, you know, what I do is I work for a while. I try to go on some walks. I have a midday meditation. You know, I'm trying to do some sort of intentional exercise every day, whether that's yoga, whether that's a workout at the gym, whether that's a workout at my house, whatever it is, I'm just trying to get some sort of stuff in because I've figured out a lot of these things. They just lead me to see feeling so much better. And when I'm feeling better, I'm in a better headspace. And when I'm in a better headspace, I'm more productive and I'm more giving. And I'm just like, I feel so much better throughout the day. And so that's, this is just a little, little reminder to, to figure out what makes you feel your best, right? Like it, a lot of us, we don't prioritize it. We don't prioritize ourselves and it leads us to, to not really getting anywhere. You know, we, we don't, we think that we're, we're prioritizing other people and that's, you know, that's better than ourselves. But the thing of it is that you're actually doing those people a disservice. That's what I think. If you are constantly like, you know what, I don't have time for myself. You're doing everybody else a disservice because you're not going to have the bandwidth to be able to give them all that you have, right? You're probably not going to have the energy to do it. And so like, if you can understand that you got to put yourself first, you have to take time for yourself every day. And I understand different people have different amounts of time, right? Like some people will have just like, you know, I don't have that much time. Well then just, you know, find five to 10 minutes for yourself, right? Like find five to 10 minutes for something you can do. Um, find the moments throughout the day where you can do something for yourself because it's so important to protect yourself and to make sure that you are in a good headspace. You will be able to love everybody else more. You'll be able to contribute to the lives of the people that you love and you will have more bandwidth for them, period, period. And so that's, that's my public service announcement of the day. Prioritize yourself, prioritize your self-care. You will not be disappointed that you did. And with that, we're going to get into the podcast. And today's episode is all around calculating your calories for fat loss. Something that I think a lot of people struggle with. Most people, you just kind of assume, you know, you just basically decide to cut your calories, right? You don't even know where you're at. You're just like, I'm just going to eat less, which you should lose weight, right? Like you should lose weight. But I think in that respect, you're generally neglecting things that could help you do um, have more long-term success and feel better throughout it. And so what I'm going to do is, first off, I'm going to go through just a super-duper simple equation that you can use to calculate your calories, right? And I, wanna, I want you to understand, I don't necessarily recommend going with this one. This can work for some people, especially if you're eating enough. If you're under eating, this is not going to be a good idea for you. But the super simple way is to first off, track your calories. So track your calories for five to seven days. That's what I recommend. Get yourself a food scale. Get yourself a tracking app, something like MyFitnessPal, something like Chronometer. I actually like Chronometer a lot better just because they MyFitnessPal makes you pay for the barcode scanner on there. So you can like scan the barcodes of the foods that you're eating and... Uh, you don't have to pay for that on Chronometer. And so that makes it a lot easier in my eyes. Unless if you already have MyFitnessPal and you've got a catalog of, of your foods that you eat in there, like then it's going to be a lot easier. You probably don't even really need the bar scanner for the most part. You can just search for them if you need to. But track your calories for five to seven days. Don't change the way you're eating. I have this a lot. Like This is what I do with my clients when, when they start is I have them track their calories for five to seven days so we can get an idea of where they're at, get an idea of their food quality, stuff like that. And 
you know, I always recommend, I always tell them like, don't change the way you're eating because if you change the way you're eating, then we're not going to know how you're actually eating. Right. And this is the, the whole purpose of this is to figure out what you've been doing here for the past month, two months, three months, maybe even a year. Where, where have you been in calories? What's your food quality look like? And then the super simple way to do it is to cut your calories by about 300, three to 500. I, I like to start small. I like to start with a 300 calorie deficit and then go down. Why I do that personally is because I think that you got to ease into it, right? It's a change. Like when you're eating less calories, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be tough. And so I don't like to just throw somebody just right into the middle of the ocean with it. I like to allow them to, to get an idea. Okay, this is a small calorie deficit. Let's do that for a few weeks. Then we can go to 500 and we can see how your body reacts to that and just constantly listen into your body from there. And so that's the super simple way, right? And I said, like I said, for a lot of people, especially those who are not eating enough food, you're going to be like, oh, wait, I'm eating 1200 calories. Oh, Alex, so I got to go to 900. No, you shouldn't do that. If you're in that boat, you're going to want to follow this way to calculate your calories. Because when I say calculate your calories for fat loss, not everybody's ready for fat loss. And there's a lot of people out there that, you know, you've been eating 1200 calories forever. Maybe you've gone down to 1100, 1000, whatever. You keep going lower and you're like, I'm not seeing any results. And, and guess what? By going lower, you're not going to see any better results. And you're certainly not going to do your body any good. You're going to run into a lot of problems with things like your hormones, with things like your sleep, your energy levels, your stress levels, inflammation in the body. A lot of things can happen when you just constantly go lower and lower and your body adapts. And so what I'm going to show you now is my three steps to calculate your calories for fat loss. It's a little bit more, it goes into a little bit more depth than actually even calories, but this is, I think the best way you could possibly start out your plan to see the best results possible long-term. Because remember our goal of this podcast is not just for you all to, to achieve fat loss in the short term. It's for you to actually be able to achieve it in a sustainable way and keep off those results for life. I don't want you going constantly gaining the weight back, constantly going to all this bullshit fad diet stuff out there. I don't want any of that. That's not why we made this podcast. That's not why I come here and I talk to you every week. I want you to succeed with all my heart. I want you to succeed. And you know, this is, going to be the three steps. And so step number one is to find awareness of where you're currently at. And so this goes back to exactly what I just said. Step one is to take five to seven days and track your macros and your calories. So I like to just track, track protein, carbs, and fats. You can do this by just downloading, you know, chronometer, my fitness pal, like I said, and just weighing out your food with a food scale and tracking that in your app, you know, just using the barcode scanner, looking at what the food was, you know, searching for it in there, you know, picking the amount that you had. If you had like one serving of it, just selecting one serving. And then at the end of the day, you'll be able to see, you know, what your proteins, your grams of protein, your grams of carbs, your grams of fat were. And, you know, from that, you can easily calculate how many calories you've had, which is just, you know, for, for reference sake, I'm not going to go deep into this on this episode, but for protein, every gram of protein is four calories. And so, you know, if you had a hundred grams of protein, you would just multiply that by four. That'd be 400 calories from protein. Carbs are also four calories per gram. And so if you had like 200 grams of carbs, it'd be 800 calories. And then lastly, fat is nine calories per gram. And so, you know, just multiply however many grams of fat you had, by nine. If you had 100 grams of fat, just as a simple number, 900 calories from your fat. And so that's what you'll do. You'll need a food scale. You'll need your tracking app, and you'll just need the time to, to go through and track that stuff and, and make sure what you got. Also, during this time, this is kind of a caveat. I like to have my clients track their biofeedback on a scale of one to 10. So for simplicity's sake, this is what I would track if I were you. 
First off, your sleep amount. Tracking when you go to bed, when you wake up. How many hours are you getting a night? And then on a scale of 1 to 10, tracking your sleep quality. You know, how did you feel like you slept last night? Did you feel like you were rested? Generally, that's kind of kind of where you get a good a good gauge of sleep quality. It's like, did you feel rested when you woke up? Did you feel like you had energy throughout the day? Um, energy levels, you know, tracking those on a scale of 1 to 10. Like, was it stable throughout the day? Did you have that afternoon dip that, that a lot of people have? Um, stress levels, how are the stress levels day to day? I would rate these on a daily basis and just find the average throughout the week, right? These are going to give us just the ability to, to see if there's any struggles that are going on, right? Like, cause first off, you know, if you, if you have like really low sleep quality, if you have really low energy, like really high stress levels, you're not going to see the results you want with fat loss long-term. You might see the scale go down a little bit. You might see some results, but generally long-term results don't happen well when you're not in a great spot. If you're not in a healthy spot, which is what this tells us, those things will tell us, is your body actually ready for fat loss? Because guess what? If you're sleep shitty, if you have low energy and you're high stress, your body's telling you something, right? That's why it's called biofeedback. It's it's our biological like feedback. It's, it's feedback from our body to tell us if we're actually, if we're in a good, healthy spot. And so what I want you to do is when you're tracking your food, don't change the way you eat, right? The same thing goes. Don't change the way you eat. Keep eating the way you were so that we can get an idea of where you're at. And what this is going to do, this step's going to allow us to have the awareness of, first off, how many calories are you eating on a daily basis? Secondly, what's your food quality like? A lot of times this can be a wake-up call for people like, holy shit, I'm not eating very quality foods, right? Like a lot of this stuff is, is very processed, right? And then you can start to change this, right? You could also see like, oh, yeah, I'm low on fiber. I'm low on protein. You know, wow, I'm only eating 30 grams of protein. I'm way low on, on protein, right? This can give us a good idea of things that, you know, you could work on going forward. And then from the biofeedback standpoint, like I said, you can figure out potential obstacles for fat loss. Because a lot of those things, if they're if sleep, energy, stress, they're not in a good place, that's a pretty big obstacle standing between you and long-term results. And so you're going to want to sort those things out before you actually go into fat loss if you want to get long-term results. And so... Just, just as another just thing, I would just say like with the biofeedback, like if you find that you're not in a good place with all those things, or if you have other struggles going on, if you're like, you know what, I emotionally eat, you know, I have problems with my body image, I have, you know, struggles with my relationship with food or relationship with exercise, I would highly recommend eating at maintenance, like getting to maintenance and, and just trying to work through those struggles before attempting fat loss. Because here's the nature of this, guys, is, you know, if you struggle with sleep, going lower in your calories is not going to improve that sleep. It is going to make that worse. If you struggle with high stress levels, guess what? Cutting calories is going to make that stress levels, they're gonna make those stress levels higher, right? You're, you're, these things are not going to get better. If you have a binge eating problem, going lower with calories is not going to allow that binge eating to go away. Like th these things don't go away because you lost fat or lost weight. And so you wanna make sure you fix these things before you actually attempt fat loss. And you know, I'm sure a lot of people won't listen to that, but just know that you're gonna end up constantly struggling in yo-yo dieting and getting back to square one over and over and over again if you do not fix those things before you actually try to lose weight. And that's why we have optimization as the first phase in our program, which is involved in building people up, building the metabolism, accelerating the metabolism, building a foundation for fat loss, which is, you know, fixing those things like sleep, fixing, you know, lowering stress, getting energy into a better place. Like 
focusing on, you know, water intake, focusing on dialing in like more steps and a consistent exercise routine. That's all the stuff that, that is involved in our first phase. It's just about getting you into the healthiest place possible. And so that is why I recommend this because I know the impact it can have on long-term success when you do that. Step number two of calculating your calories here is to calculate your maintenance calories using an online calculator. And so this is like you could Google Mifflin equation, Harris-Benedict formula. There's a lot of them out there. They'll give you different readings. I personally like to use the Mifflin equation just because that's what I've used. I would just say, you know, if you use something, just go with it and just stick with that every time you decide to use it. Then you'll have a, a good similar thing. And this, these things are going to use your height. They're going to use your weight, gender, age, and then your activity through level throughout the week to determine around where your maintenance calories are. And I want you to understand that this is no like end all be all like, oh shit, like this is my maintenance. No, it's not like the end all be all. It's not going to be exact. It's a gauge. It's a number that we can use, you know, and especially it's a number that we can use just to compare your, your actual calories that you tracked. And also it's a number we can use if you're under eating to reverse diet you up to, we can use that as a, like kind of a number to shoot for like, okay, we want to get around this number. And, and, you know, we can kind of listen to your body as you get closer to that number. And so now step three, the last step of this whole thing is to compare those track calories for five to seven days to the online calculator number. And this is going to allow us to determine your starting calories, right? I said that this is a little more complicated than the general thing, but guess what? 90% of people don't end up keeping the weight off. And so if you follow this, you're going to have a lot more success long-term. I guarantee it. And so here's what I want you to understand. There's a lot of different things that come into play here. So you're going to take your calories that you have tracked for five to seven days. You're going to take, take your, your online calculator number that you used, you know, from your height, weight, gender, age, and activity level, right? And if it's a lot lower, if your tracked calories are a lot lower than the, the maintenance from the online calculator, you're most likely under eating, right? And I see this a lot. I see this from a ton of people that I work with. And this is where a reverse diet is needed. And this is where a reverse diet is. We're going to increase your calories from where you are up by 50 to 100 calories per day, per week, which means like if you're currently eating at 1,200 calories, we want to go up to 1,250 to 300 calories and increase that by that 50 to 100 calories a week, you know, up to 1,300 to 1,350 and, and so on and so forth until you get closer to that maintenance number where you're going to you know, you're going to listen to your body to see the, the improvements in biofeedback. That's going to give you a sign that you're closer to maintenance. And also like, you know, hunger signals. If you're just like getting to a point where you're like, you know what, I have no hunger as well, uh, you know, at all. And, you know, I can create a good calorie deficit from this number. Then you probably are, are around maintenance. And from there, after you're in a good place, you'll drop your calories by 300. We'll ease into that calorie deficit. I'm a huge fan of easing into the calorie deficit because like I've said, it is very, you know, it's tough change, right? When we start eating less calories, it can be difficult. And so easing into it can allow you to get used to it a little bit before you go a little bit deeper in that. The second side of the coin here is if your calories that you tracked are higher than that maintenance by a lot, what I want you to do is, is first off, you know, determine if your, your weight's increasing or decreasing, right? Like are, are, is the trend of your weight, like if you weighed it, it's probably a good idea. Probably should have mentioned that at the start. It's probably a good idea to weigh yourself every day while you're tracking those calories to get an idea of where your weight is trending. And so if your weight is trending up, 
when you're eating, you figure out that your calories are above the, the maintenance from the online calculator, you're most likely eating in a calorie surplus, right? And so in this scenario, what we're going to do is we're going to lower your calories until we get to maintenance. And so what you could do is if you're at 12, 2,700 calories is your average from, from the three or five to seven days, then what you're going to do is maybe you go down to, and your maintenance was 24 that you calculated, go down by hundred per week, monitor the trends in your weight and, you know, just go down to 26, 25, and just kind of go down until your weight sta stabilizes. Cause then it'll give you the idea that, that you are eating at maintenance or at least right around it. Now, if you were at maintenance, if you feel really good, if your biofeedback, if that like sleep, stress, energy levels, all that stuff is in a good place, then you can go into that calorie deficit. You can start the fat loss phase. You can drop your calories by 300 and, and start to go into that. And so what that would look like is if your calories were at 2300, let's go to 20 or 2300 a day. Let's go to 2000 a day and start there. And then you can go into a deeper calorie deficit, you know, as you get a little more comfortable with that. And the last step of this is if your calories were around maintenance, right? If you, if you calculated your five to seven days and, and it was around that number from, from the online calculator, first off, I would say, if you feel good, if you're like, if all the biofeedback's in a good spot, you're feeling really good, you feel healthy, then you can go into fat loss. You can try that out. You can go, you can go into that 300 calorie deficit, ease into there and try that out. So if you were at 2,500 calories a day, drop them to 2,200 and go from there. You know, if you, if you don't feel good though, if you're in this scenario where your calories are around maintenance, whether they're a little above, a little below, whatever, and, and you don't feel good, then what you're going to want to do is work your way towards maintenance, whether that's up or down, you can use the, the framework from the reverse diet. I would go 50 to hundred calories up or 50 to hundred calories down until you're in around maintenance. You can listen to your body. You could, you know, see the trends of the scale at that point. Um, also, you know, during that time, just working on getting the biofeedback and stuff into a great spot, working on things with your sleep, working on things with, with your stress levels, whatever you got to do, whatever struggles you got to work through to, to get yourself in that healthy spot where you really feel good and your body's actually giving you those signs that it is ready to go into fat loss. And so those are the steps to calculate your calories. And I know, like I said, the first one is a simple thing. It's the simplest way. And it's, it's, that's kind of, I guess people don't even generally use that. Most people just calculate the online calculator and then assume that that works. And then they get, you know, they get into a trouble when they're, you know, they've, they've been eating a lot less calories already. And, you know, they just, there's a lot of struggles out there. And so hopefully this gives you an idea of just a great way to be able to calculate your calories for fat loss in a way that's going to allow you to get the best long-term results. Cause this is what I do with my clients and this allows them to see amazing results and to feel amazing in the process. Cause I think that the biggest thing for me, I love, love, love seeing my clients feel awesome. Cause you know, generally when people come to me, they don't feel great, right? They're not sleeping good. They're high stress. They're, they're low energy. They're struggling with some of these things that I listed, like binge eating, different stuff like that. And, and when I can help them get into a place where they feel amazing, they're like, Oh yeah, I'm sleeping so much better. I have more energy. Like, you know, I'm, I'm walking more. I'm feeling good with all this stuff. I'm feeling good with the activity levels. That is why I do this. And, and that is what I want from all of you. So I, hopefully you take this to heart. Hopefully you can calculate your calories the right way and understand, you know, if it is something that you if, understand that if you're not in a good place, that it's probably best that you figure these things out and you sort out these, these struggles before you go into fat loss. If you really want to see long-term results, you know, you're going to take a little bit more time in the short term, but 
it's going to lead to a lot more benefits in the long term when you're not the person who gains the weight back. And so thanks again, everybody. As always, please make sure to share this. Rate us on iTunes. Uh, please you know, like, subscribe on YouTube. We appreciate everybody. Also, if you're not in my Facebook group, Metabolism and Weight Loss Secrets for Busy Women, you know, comment below if you're on YouTube. Join us on Facebook. Um, I'm doing tons of live trainings a week in the group to help all of the women. You know, I do a live meal prep on Tuesdays. We do Monday and Wednesday are kind of random fat loss topics, just like you'll see on the podcast. We do live workouts in the group on on Saturdays. And then I do like a peek behind the curtain of my life, just my struggles, everything that I'm go, going through on Thursdays. So we got tons of live trainings in the group, tons of help, tons of guides, everything, just a great community of, of women trying to, to be able to get achieve fat loss and be able to keep it off for life. So I appreciate everybody again. Thanks so much for taking your time out of your day and I'll be talking to you soon.